all right greetings ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the stage of destiny we will be doing a special buster wolf podcast on the soul caliber franchise i can't wait i've been playing soul caliber all weekend and it's been quite an interesting experience getting back into the series but now i will turn it over to my guest so of course i'm renegade operative and first we have rat rat i'm done with nightmares Next, we have Brendan. Hey, hey, this is Blue Fox. God, finally back at you with another podcast. It's been a minute. Next, we have Nero. Ooh, your mic, Nero, is uh, a little bit choppy, but uh, we have Nero in the building. And next, we have Infernal Dragon. <laughs> Hopefully this franchise will be eternally retold. It needs to be, because after the last one, I have some choice words, but that's probably not going to be till later on. So, we're going to get right into it with the easiest question in the world, and that's how we got into the Soul Calibur series for the first time. So, what hooked you into the franchise? Who wants to go first? Um, I can go first. Sure. Honestly, it was Soul Calibur... I want to say four. It's either three or four. Yeah, I'm gonna say four because that's the first one I actually played. But I was aware of the series before then. You know, uh, it was like the world streets in my middle school or whatever. People were pouring out, you know, Ivy Valentine and whatnot, you know? So, like, yeah. yeah it, it was definitely impressionable years when, when we discovered that shit. So, yeah, it was SoCal 4 was my, I guess, my true gateway into the series. Uh, I, I think I'll go next with this one because mm-hmm. my introduction to Soul Calibur, it was always talked about in the gaming magazines. Uh, I remember there was one article that sort of stuck out to me when the uh, first Soul Calibur game was coming out for Sega Dreamcast. Look at these graphics. They look just like the arcade. Who do you think the hottest chick is? But it just kind of... I was I was into Tekken at the time, but this just sort of it stuck out to me. I didn't have a Dreamcast, so that was my introduction to Soul Calibur. I did have a GameCube, and in GameCube land, we were starving for one-on-one combat. Your options were Melee or CVS2, and there wasn't much else. So I'll give this Soul Calibur thing a shot. And hey, it has Link from The Legend of Zelda in it. Should be fun. I can go next. Uh, I originally played Soul Blade or Soul Edge or whatever you call it because I remember that being on the PS1. And for some weird reason, my brother just had it laying around. And I'm like, oh, what's this game? It's something that he rarely played. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. This is where I first discovered not only Soul Edge, but Tekken 2. So I got the best of both worlds. I started playing both of them and I really enjoyed it. Um, granted, I do agree that Soul Edge did not age too well, but it was a certain charm about the game where it was like the first time I played a game like that, where it's all about weapons and and blocking with those weapons and unlocking things for Weapon Master. So I got into it even more when I played Soul Calibur 2. That was the hot item. That was the big thing, I think, in the PS2 kiosk. They had nothing but Soul Calibur 2 in in the GameCube kiosk. They had that where they said, oh, you could play as Link. And the other one was Xbox. Oh, you could play as Spawn. 
and everyone was jam-packed i was kicking people's ass with spawn it was a good time no alcohol required so that's how i got into soul caliber for the first time and I, I guess getting into the second one was that sort of um that secondary flame that 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 love coming back for the series yet again uh, i'm here uh hey andre how's it going yeah, sorry. I, yeah, sorry. I kind of came a bit late. Uh, I got caught up in something with some friends, and I'm, I didn't notice the time was here. <laughs> no, no, it, it's, it's good. We're in the middle of the first question, though, which is how we got into the series. Uh, I think three people answered already. So, do you want to jump uh, in on this? Sure. I was, I was looking to go next. If that was all right. Oh, uh, sure, you know, sure, sure. You know, Infernal Dragon, you can go. You can go. No, because it's a good segue because I too got into the series from Soul Blade because uh it was actually one of the games my father owned i didn't have it myself but it was a game we would always go back to like whenever i would go out to see him from time to time even to this day we still talk about it just because we played it that freaking much hell because it was way early on like in that era i would sometimes boot up the game mostly just to watch the intro because i still think it's goaded to this day like being straight I fucking love the opening to that game so goddamn much. And I, st and I still remember uh, him trying to kick my ass with Lee Long. So there's that too. <laughs> and, and, of, and of course, when it got renamed to Soul Calibur, that threw me the fuck off later down the line. But it's like, oh, sh but once I saw the name like Soul Edge in there, I'm just like, oh, what the hell happened here? What is the Soul Edge we're talking about here? I thought this was Soul Blade. What are you, stupid? <laughs> Who wants to go uh, uh, next on this, Andre? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, okay, so keep my story really brief. I, I one day was walking through Toys R Us, and I saw a kiosk, and it said these big letters, Soul Calibur 2. It was the Soul Calibur 2 demo at Toys R Us. I saw Link. I was really surprised. Like, oh, Link is in Soul Calibur. That's pretty cool. Um, eventually, I kind of like dabbled with demos with Soul Calibur 2 and 3. Um, I knew about the series, but I didn't really get into it fully until Soul Calibur 4 when I bought that in, like, 2009. Since then, I became a huge fan. Uh, really, I, I think it's one of those fighting games that's, like, really unique where it uses weapons, because most fighting games, it's usually, like, martial arts and or anime, but it was definitely really unique for what it was at the time. Okay, we're going to move on to question number two, unless Nero wants to answer this one. Nero, you there? Nope, going once, going twice. Yeah. Basically, I got in Soul Calibur with two. I was playing over a friend's house and she kicked my ass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's usually how it starts. Your friend just beating the holy shit out of you until you learn the game. But uh, it's it, it was a great time. It was one of the experiences that I had with Namco where it was interesting and fun and, and different because, of course, like I said, I played Tekken 2 and this at the same time. Uh, we're going to move on to the second question, though. What are your thoughts on the general gameplay within Soul Calibur? Who wants to go first? Mm, uh, I guess I'll take it. Sure. Yeah. Um... Slogalver's general gameplay is really interesting because um since you're fighting with weapons, characters um characters can do like you know parries and deflects and it's kind because of, um that goes into the garden pack system of Soul Calibur where 
if someone's about to attack, you can actually like parry that attack, and um, it really creates these like really fun mind games that um, make matches like really memorable. Uh, another thing that's also really cool is uh, I know Soul Calibur Six introduced like meter, like um, the soul charge mechanic where some characters get unique abilities if they use like meter. Like for example, if Keelik uses a soul charge. He goes into evil kill again and changes up his moveset like super. Or if like um let's see if a character like Mitsurugi goes into it, he gets like more uh, you know damage on his stances. But yeah. I think the general combat gameplay with Soul Calibur is really fun. I say two is my favorite with six as a close second. Yeah, that's about it on my end. I guess I'll go next. It's fun. Like it, the, the general gameplay is just completely amazing and, and fun. And it's easy to hop into. That's what I noticed when I was playing Soul Calibur. Uh, the, the first Soul Calibur, at least on Dreamcast, because I forgot they like rebranded their whole shit after Soul Edge. But after I played it, it was like there's various moves and you can deflect. And I also saw they tried to add in new mechanics in the series with these power attacks where you light up and you could do devastating combos uh so each game for what it was whether it was for better or worse they always tried to add in this micro invention to the process of gameplay uh which i always appreciated it, some of it didn't land like how they coordinated some of it with soul caliber 6 but um I, I still just thoroughly enjoyed the gameplay throughout that game, no matter what. So I, I felt the same way as, as uh, Soul Calibur 4 rolled around too. And I just had like Vader and I was doing these crazy throws on people and it was the best thing in the world. So I, I think if you're looking for that accessible fighter to get into, then this one is like super easy. Um, compared to Tekken, where it's like you have to really master and learn the movement, uh, Soul Calibur is all about striking. So whoever gets uh, strike first and they just keep dominating throughout the entire match, that's about it. Uh, I, I, I really like it. And it also teaches you that the guard is you, you have to keep your guard up at all times as well while you're fighting because some people can just easily take out nightmare and do it overhead and you're fucked or something equivalent to being uh, knocked out of the ring is very prevalent in soul caliber as well with the stages so you have to be really careful around the arena stages and not get ko'd which is another element of danger within soul caliber so that's what i think about the gameplay is good but you have to watch where you're standing I guess I'll go next if you're finished. Sure. Uh, my general thoughts is like, you know, I fucking love fucking base combat. Coincidentally, though, I was I got into MK like about like two years, not not two years, a little bit more than that though. But I finally got got the game myself, right? So of course, at the time, the three era was prominent, you know, different senses, whatever, weapons, all that. So it was like, okay, it's like a match made in heaven. So that's that's what draw me into Soul Calibur, just generally speaking, is the weapons combat, right? What I like about it is like, you know, it's literally, it reminds me a lot of Tekken though, but yeah, like Rin said, it's like, it's like easier and it requires a different type of um, methodical thinking to get into it. Because you can't just do like air jokers for days, well, depending on the character you're playing as, or whatever, right? So like, it's, you, you gotta be patient with it though and learn when to strike. I don't know if it's not typical for fighting games though, but SoCal is kind of different considering it's a weapon fighter. 
Oh, no, no. The series, no, honestly, never miss until SoCal 5. And particular mechanic in SoCal Advanced 6, though, but I'm, we'll get to that. Oh, yes. It's, it's pretty bad in uh, 6 with the reversal edge, but who else wants to go next? I, I'll kind of take this one. Sure. So... When it comes to fighting games in the third dimension, I believe that Soul Calibur takes the greatest advantage of its third dimension. This is told with its signature eight-way movement. I believe that is the primary point of me gushing about Soul Calibur's gameplay. You can move in and out of the background, you can sidestep, and there's you don't have to double tap, you just sort of hold the direction, and you just sort of walk that way. And if you do so, you kind of get extra moves off of it. Because here are these moves that swing in a horizontal direction, so you can duck under them. Here's these moves that swing vertically, so you can step to the side, and it's really easy to do. And I believe that is one of the defining traits of Soul Calibur, just general control and ease of the third dimension. Anyone else want to go next? I will say swords are fun. <laughs> swords are fun. <laughs> what are you saying, Nero? I will say it's probably one of the more strategic 3D fighters that I've played. It's like, if I'm playing, if I'm playing against a character like Voldo, I had to think about what kind of mix-ups he might do. Or if I'm playing against Nightmare, I would have to beat out some of his moves. It's just like that layer of strategy puts a smile on my face. Justin, what do you think on this gameplay? Like I said, swords are fun, but also sword, also just the variety of weapons like across the year. So you've been able to use. I mean, six alone, just my gosh, especially with the fucking character creator, my lord. And as uh, some people have their opinions about four, I still liked the idea of knocking people around with lightsabers. <laughs> Although, if any of you pick Yoda, I'm kicking your ass. I don't know how I feel about that character creator after I've seen uh, someone make a character and they just had a giant wang that went to the sky. I'm like, why would someone do this? People are a little too fucking creative with that thing, I swear to Jesus. <laughs> the infamous horse cock in Soul Calibur 5. <laughs> the infamous horse cock. Oh, well. Get, get, get your Pornhub parodies out of here. <laughs> Uh, anyone else on the gameplay before we move on to the next question? Going once, going twice, sold to the lily in scantily clad armor. All right, so we're going to talk about Soul Calibur 6. And since we just talked about gameplay, one of the things about Soul Calibur 6 was the reversal edge system, where it was basically where you could choose to go in a direction or, well, not choose because the game didn't work like that. And if you could block or get out of the way, you would get a hit or you get clobbered. Uh, Drill equated this to rock, paper, scissors. How do you feel about this concept? And what are your overall thoughts on it? I guess I'll go real quick. I don't like it even after the patch. I've played it a little bit on PC before the podcast. And now it just seems like it randomly happens for 
no reason and you have no control over it no matter what you do so uh the first thing i did was blocked and hope for the best but it is a very very bad mechanic in my opinion and that's all i have to say about it anyone else yeah uh honestly on paper it's not a cool idea because it opens up like another 50 50 but it was so abusable then like kind of kills the fun and the flow of socal right because you know people you know bitch about the super meter and whatnot in socal 5 and i think it's the six right yeah Which, you know understandable because you no know, it kind of followed the trend of super meters being a thing and socal was not about that but uh, reversal edge man like honestly it makes me want, want to appreciate the super meter more <laughs> because at least it's you know a common mechanic and it's pretty straightforward in nature whereas you know the, the reversal edge is like all right rock paper scissors you're done or just abuse the fuck out of it to stop people from you know trying to um in your life in the game just execution was just horrible and i hope they never do that shit again yeah i, I could live without it or if like one thing i i liked and i brought this up in the fighting game call was i liked how tekken just look if you're trying to clash and you hit somebody whoever has priority hit they will possibly win i thought for a second it will work like that but i was sorely mistaken even after the patch i'm like this is still as trash as i remember when i played this before with the i i think it was a beta of soul caliber 6 i don't remember but uh it was just as bad as that so they did not do a great job with this overall uh it's just a bad kit rad rad what do you have to say about this so i actually had to do research on an older fighting game for a comparable mechanic do you remember mortal kombat versus dc universe i do oh yeah that's yeah. right I remember it. So Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe had a mechanic called close combat where somebody grabbed you and then the camera zoomed into the two of you and you just kind of press buttons for a couple of attacks. There's no real rhyme nor reason to any of it. It's just a cool thing that looks cool, but it just sort of stops the game dead until this little mini game is over with. And that's reversal edge. I guess you'd accept that answer because I don't think you'd accept me groaning uncomfortably for five seconds. Uh, Honestly, I think MK versus DC did it better because at least it's just, you know, one price call a day and it's not abusable as I'm concerned. Yeah, actually, Rad Rad, that's actually a really good analogy uh, with MK versus DC and Soul Galbra 6 is a uh, reversal edge. I never thought I'd hear MK versus DC again. Uh, I, I just would have thought that most of the fan base buried it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I can I can see that at least though that if they make another Soul Cow, I, I don't think they'll be going in that direction in particular. Uh, but what does everyone else think on this mechanic who hasn't gone yet? What about you, Justin? You play six? Oh yeah, I played six. Would you and I still don't fucking understand that system being straight. I I never liked it either, and I'm glad to see that I'm I'm not the only one who had the opinion, because <laughs> it's still even after playing enough of it, still sort of confuses me. Could have done without it. Hell, this is gonna sound spicy to some, but I feel like Budokai One did a similar system but better. At least in that game, all you had to do was just be better at flicking the stick. <laughs> Take that how you will. I don't remember any of the Budokai games and their mechanics except for the basic ones, but I'll Literally, take your word for it. 
literally if you just there there's uh using one of the shoulder buttons you can do an attack and it'll launch the other person into the air if you both hit each other at the same time with it you'll go into like like a clash mode literally all you do is just flick the control stick and like whoever the game thinks did it more and faster will win the clash uh, you know what? I I have another comparison for this. I think the clash system for Injustice Two was way better than this. It obviously though, um, there are people that hate it, but I I thought it was just simple. You just if two people hit the clash button or if you hit the clash meter on someone and you clash, uh, you wage your meter and whoever has more or less, they might get a little bit of uh, buffs in the process, like more damage, etc. cetera. Uh, but I, I, I thought it was something that was a lot easier to pull off than what we've seen in Soul Calibur six. So uh, that's just a little bit of food for thought on my perspective. I oh. I actually agree with you that the clash is better than reversal edge mm -hmm. because at least the clash actually has strategic connotations to it. You look down at your meter. Can you afford to have this one burst? Can you afford to spend it and lose the meter that you might need for next time for EX moves or a super move or anything else? It actually has reason to exist in that game yep unlike reversal edge yep it's 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 risk and reward and i i think that just having that option there and, and making it present just made a lot more sense versus hey i don't know if i'm gonna hit this guy or not i don't know if i'm gonna block or not i might as well take the hit uh it was just really really terrible uh andre do you have any opinions on this or uh on um, reverse lunge from Soul Calibur 6. Yeah. Okay, I'll be extremely... Um, I'm going to keep it a buck. I don't like it. I I think my problem with Soul Calibur is... Uh, I don't mind the meter system too much. Like, I, I'll admit, I do think it's a little cheesy, like, when you're, like, doing really well and someone catches you off guard with, like, a super... They can, like, one-shot you. Just not a fan. But, like, at least with that, you can, like, block it, you know, avoid... Or, like, reverse ledge. If you get hit, you get stuck in a situation where you either have to dodge, block, or um, attack. And if you play too defensively, uh, your guard meter will actually decrease, or at least it'll go red, and you'll be able to get guard broken easier. So mm. I personally don't really like it much. Like, um, I actually, yeah, I have to actually agree with you a lot, of you guys. Yeah, I think reversal is just really not needed. Like if. If they ever do another seventh soul caliber, they should cut it out entirely and just um stick with like the established mechanics they've already done. Yep. One hundred percent. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna move on to um general thoughts for the story unless uh anyone else wants to go on this. Go on once, go on twice sold to the Killigan Rit. All right, so uh general thoughts on the story for Soul Calibur, is it good? Is it bad in your opinion? Is it enticing? Cite your reasoning. Uh I'm going to go real quick. I think it's just there it is not anything super grandiose in my opinion. Uh 
you can get like much better and enticing stories out there in fighting games but the characters themselves are very interesting i, I would never take that away from them I, I i think them going on these journeys and, and seeing what happens in certain like arcade events uh, especially the first one I, I think some of the endings in the first uh soul edge were really good uh but just seeing those happen is something that's worthwhile i would say it's just the problem is it kind of gets the same after a while it's like good versus evil so and whoever gets the soul edge they'll be the strongest uh so it doesn't feel like any variance in terms of the actual objective itself and that's kind of how i feel about it is it um i'm not saying but you though but i also kind of disagree with the notion it was just good versus evil in a way but yeah the core story itself is yeah literally good versus evil because of the soul edge and soul caliber because naturally it's going to track certain people right but there's a lot more nuances depending on the character, right? But this is where Soul Calibur itself shines. It's the character story, not the core story. Oh, no. That, it into light. That, that's what I said. I said, like, just yeah, the characters yeah, themselves. Yeah, that they are, their journeys are great. But uh, once again, I, I do feel like nothing really ever changes like significantly from game to game. Like, when, when they had Tekken 3 and they had that crazy time jump, that was just wild and when ogre was going around and sort of murdering some of the previous fighters i was like holy shit that was a lot more interesting in my opinion but i'm not i'm not gonna take it away because seeing like uh hwang for example turn into a, like a monster in in soul edge for the first time when i saw that i was like this is crazy how the sword just corrupts people like that and i wish i would have saw like some of that a little bit more we see it with nightmare though so i can't complain too much yeah, but um, I want add to that. Um, technically speaking, that's we say it's not completely true because they actually did that with Soul Calibur Five. That was the biggest jump in anything for Soul Cal because um, timeline wise, it's like twenty years after Four, right? And they did a lot of changes with the cast, like they cut up characters or some characters just went flat miss or didn't appear at all, right? Mm. But, but the I... problem is Soul Calibur Five story was just not good. Yeah, I. Yeah. He, I heard people didn't like that versus Tekken 3 where it was just like accept it uh, some people were like oh I, I miss the older characters and I, I don't like that they have their styles but I can't play as them Um, to interject on that mm -hmm. well, the reason why people love Tekken 3's characters is like I'll put it like this they're successors but they feel unique and different enough to be their own character. Like, you know, like, for example, you know, Jin taking after after Kazuya, Oring taking after Beck, and, um, in a sense, Jaya taking after Wing Jing Ri. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Or if I'm, yeah, like, um, the characters in Tekken 3 felt, like, really unique and different. Or, like, Soul Calibur 5, a lot of them just... They honestly just really feel like functions, I'll be honest. Like, Did some of them stick around for 6, or...? Uh, uh no, cause six is a um a soft reboot, so it goes back to Soul Calibur one in terms of like timeline alignment. Oh yeah. shit! Well, damn, I did not know that. Yeah, they're. Uh, I think it's for the best to be honest, cause Soul Calibur five's time skip just wasn't executed though. Well, like yeah, it literally uh, ruined the series. To be quite honest, <laughs> cause like they did so much changes that they couldn't go forward, cause the characters they had people didn't like. So like either just either move forward or do a hard ass reef. 
uh, from the looks of Soul Calibur Six, uh, I don't mean to diverge a bit, but they're going in a completely different like direction. Like it's the same timeline, but they're doing a lot of changes, so it's like they're not falling into the same pitfalls as Soul Calibur Five, which that will be interesting to see when ever in the well, Soul Calibur Seven comes out, which I don't know will be years away. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're going to do the same thing where it's like they know uh, that the previous character stuck. So they just might stick there and throw in like a guest character here or there. I think it's been like a lot of either new characters or old characters that's still been around. So they can they can still do some cross promotion with that. Uh, but anyone else on the story and the characters of Soul Calibur? I would, I'm going to say like. I do enjoy some of the character stories. Like Siegfried, he thought he was doing good, but he turned out to be doing like evil, terrible things to revive his father. Basically, he got tricked by Soul Edge and became Nightmare. And it was just like in like three and four, he was trying to redeem himself. And get rid of Nightmare. That was probably one of my favorites. And the one in the story between Ivy and Cervantes. It's like the whole father-daughter thing. It was pretty interesting. I think my favorite ending is when... Well, favorite or sad is probably when Maxi died. And uh, I think it was Soul Calibur 1. Nothing of value was lost. I I love Maxi. Hey, you man, you are capping Brandon. Maxi's cool. Don't man, don't just Maxi. We'll 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 get to that when we talk about least favorite character to fight. Oh man, that's gonna that's gonna be interesting. But uh, Justin, you want to go next? It's like overarching plots like Siegfried's had. I feel like the series could have used more of because when I read some of like the synopses and everything. It makes me wonder when the fuck any of this happened. Because I know for that, for the sake of being like having a traditional arcade mode and shit, you gotta write out very individualized plot lines. But when the hell did shit happen to like say, because oh, good God, you wanna talk about another character that just got thrown into the spotlight out of nowhere? Sophia. All of a sudden, now, like, you know, in four, like being forced to do the will of Soul Edge because of a shard still stuck inside of her from like, when the sword broke and I think the original, but fuck if I remember, like when the hell did that happen and get uh, in a nightmare? Okay, well, all that happened, technically happened in between games though, but the games do explain though, a little nuance about it though. But yeah, it's just like, go from one game to another, oh, shit happened before the game starts and then you gotta, you know, put the pieces together. Yeah. Uh, okay. But I really feel like more overarching plots could have been used just to help the feel of the world feel a bit more connected. Yeah, uh, goes... I feel like they do something, but then there's a little bit of this, not enough of that. It's not as well balanced as I remember it being. Uh, Brandon, you want to interject on that, or yeah, I wish. Um, I forgot we were doing this podcast today, so I didn't have time to prepare for like, the story stuff. But I wish. Um, I played them, played the rest of the games again because um, I don't remember how each game tells a story because I know. Most of them just go through arcade, but Soul Calibur 3 has an interactive mode thing. Soul Calibur 4 um, is mostly arcade again still. And 5 is just straight up story mode, you know. I don't know about 6 though, because I haven't played enough 6 to comment on story mode stuff like that. 
me neither i think i just went straight to arcade and that was it for that game Brad, do you have any opinions on uh, the plot and characters of Soul Calibur? Uh, emphasis on character. I'm I'm piggybacking off of a lot of the conversation that the my interest in the story of Soul Calibur is character reliance because a lot of people brought up the journey of Siegfried. I don't think anyone have could could have predicted his personal arc of kind of being possessed by nightmare into trying to get over that in three. It's kind of his responsibility to atone for the sins he did while he was nightmare. So the it's like the overall plot of Soul Calibur is here's this sword that's sort of broken into hundreds of pieces. Everybody wants a fragment. Everybody wants to fuck around and find out when it comes to the legendary Soul Edge. That's kind of superfluous to me. Like, this this game series, its story is defined by its characters and how they develop on their journey. Some of it for the worst, granted. Oh, what example is this? Or, or are we getting there? Sophia. Sophia. Oh. Oh. oh man. Oh, Soul Calibur Five just did her. Because, because, because one, because one day she just becomes Elysium. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it's pretty much her. Look at I that. I know. I know it's her, but I'm going allegedly because yeah. they still haven't confirmed yeah. it. Well, five, five's all over the place. Five would have you believe that Viola and Amy are totally the same person. Is this a is this like a unknown in June situation with Sophia? Except less uh, cool. Um. Yes and no. How can I put it? Uh, you you know who Inferno is, right? Yes. Inferno. Um, Elysium's the equivalent of Inferno, but for some reason, Elysium looks like Sophia. That's that was never explained why she looks like, or it I should say, because no, it's no, it's just an illusion, right? Um, looks like Sophia. People assume that it's Sophia, which I mean, if you look at her, like you know, it's a pretty fair assessment. Like you can't deny that, right? But never really directly confirmed it's Sophia, but I'm like it's Sophia. That's very weird. Now that you explained it like that, holy shit! The more that you hear from people that. Five was clearly rushed out the door. The more believable it just sounds by the day. Uh, I mean, five didn't have arcade endings, so yeah. <laughs> oof, that's not good either. Yeah. If I remember correctly, uh, five was made in like uh, I want to say less than a year. Like it had a year of development, so that explains why they cut some and have a lot. Yeah. For a game of that scope, no. God, Bamco, you fucking I'm idiots. impressed they made that in a year, to be quite honest. Yeah. Like, um, oh, Bamco execs. Y- y'all need y'all need to freaking get thumbtacks up your ass. Actually <laughs> Oh, actually you know, it's crazy too, is they were actually the story mode was gonna be a lot longer, but I guess they didn't have the budget, so as a result, it ended up being only two hours. It was I think it was gonna be like six hours at one point. It I think it was long. both budget and time yeah yeah that makes sense yeah their their budget for soul caliber 5 story was the heck with it just pay someone else yeah. do the cutscenes. but anyway back to character when i say it's defined by their journey this explains why soul caliber 5 is such shit 
because I have a feeling it's going to be a question. Does anyone actually like the new kids on the block? I don't like Patroclus. I certainly don't like Pyrrha at the end of the day. Yeah, Sophitia's kids suck. I don't like her kids, though. But I do like um, some of the new characters they have, like um, ZWEL, whatever the fuck his name was. Yeah, yeah, him and Viola, though. I know Viola is, like, infamous in the community, though, but I do like her in particular. Not, no, her infamy. Yeah, so, yeah but Oh, sorry about that, Brandon. Yeah, but the Sophitia's kids, like, nah, this is not it. <laughs> this is not it at all. They're, like, horrible clone characters of their, um, of, um, their parents. And they're, yeah. and they're just completely unlikable. Do I care about the, their journey? No. Patroclus leaves the absolute worst first impression of he just stabs someone because he thinks they might be malfested. What a great protagonist. I just put that sword in his back. It's, it's like, it's a done job. It's a done deal. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's like, uh, even talking about Soul Calibur V gave me PTSD. How dirty did they do Nightmare? Yeah, Nightmare is horrible in the game. Oh. He's just some random duke now. It takes a lot of... It takes a lot of the power out of Nightmare's presence if he's just some guy. Him and honestly, Siegfried. Because uh, Siegfried, you know, he got dethroned from Soul Calibur. He's oh. just some dude now. What did they do to this game? I was just thinking, like, maybe it's a great thing that I've never played this one. I've played all the other ones until this point, so... Yeah, there's a reason uh, why that game is such an infamy. Because, holy shit, they did so much wrong for a game. From, it's hilarious. From what I'm, I'm reading up, because I dug into the grapevine just a little bit, so here's what I've seen about Soul Calibur V just now that the story mode was indeed meant to be a lot bigger. In fact, four times bigger than what we got. A completely new story that was supposed to go all the way up to nine. Oh, well, yeah, they definitely cut and, some corners there. And in six, there actually shows something from uh, Cassandra's Soul article. Oh, not article, Chronicle, I'm stupid. Soul Chronicle. That paints five as a bad future that they're trying to avoid completely which means that's just a dev saying yeah this game sucks we fucking hate it let's just throw it into the trash well then namco we can just sort of uh wrap that up and put that in the trash bin holy shit well it did nearly kill the franchise five so i don't blame them oh man all right i'm for wrong though didn't the director for five left um Namco not too long after five yes. was released. Yes, yes. He, he, did. Ad, he actually went over to Sega. <laughs> I was like, let me just work on this uh, Sonic Frontiers over here. Well, I'll leave them to it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, hey, if he was part of that, that would explain a lot. But we're going to. Yes. Uh, oh, someone's talking. Uh, who's trying to talk, Nero? Yeah, I wanted to say. I would rather have Patroclus be a villain protagonist. If he's going to do all of that, just stabbing somebody just because he thinks he, someone's malfested, he should have been a villain protagonist. This man sounds like absolute chaos, if you ask me. Holy shit. Chaos. 
Uh, let's not get into Sonic Adventure. Uh, all right. I'll talk about Stranger Paradise at that point. <laughs> well, there's that too. But we're going to talk about favorite stages, which uh, I'll just keep it real brief because I am a simple man. Anything with a raft, I enjoy it because it means I could just completely throw someone get them to the edge of the stage as soon as possible and throw them in the water like i did a couple of minutes ago like I, i'm just very simple like that you know i'm in the same boat as you because i i didn't i didn't do any homework on the stages either though but a lot of them were nice especially at four but my favorite ones where i could like ring out people but the my vivid memory in one stage was in socal four uh it's like some type of garden where you could jump over and some water here or knock somebody over I was playing as the Tonfa girl, I um, forgot what her name was. I didn't move where you jump over your opponent, but that got me ringed out. I think you're talking about Talum? Yeah, I, I'll never let, let that moment down. I ring myself out trying to do a move. <laughs> too funny, though. Oh, shit. Anyone else on favorite stages? Uh, I'll go. go uh, I think my favorite stage... Probably has to be one of the stages from Soul Calibur 3, if anyone remembers it. Uh, the Lost Cathedral. It's the one stage in the game where if you play through Tales of Souls, and, like, it usually... That's where it always ends up, too. It's kind of like the stage for, like, rival battles. I just think it's a... I don't know, something like that just looks really awesome. You know, it just shows the, like... Basically two rival ba- rivals fighting it out, and, like, either fight Siegfried or Nightmare as, like, a sort of... um before you fight the final boss of Soul Calibur, which is like Abyss, it's a really cool stage, yeah. Let me... Uh, I'll actually show you guys. Yeah, hold on. Sure, while you're doing that, I guess we can move on to the next person if you want to answer this. Can I take this one? Sure. So, um, my favorite stage is by far the castle in Soul Calibur 2. It's like this this Japanese castle with the like, uh, flowers and the, like, cherry blossom flowers and, like, Brave Sword, Braver Soul is playing. I believe that stage, to me, is peak Soul Calibur. And it it's a different-looking stage because you have walls on one side and then you have, like, a ring-out part on the other. So the layout overall adds to the strategy of the game. I really, I, I really like the ringouts uh, giving just strategy. I, I, I think those are my favorite stages. Like there's also like a Coliseum like stage in uh, Soul Calibur Six, I believe, and it's just. It's just very awesome to see all this stuff in motion and, and especially the one with the long uh, swimming raft too. That's also a good one as well. I'm just a fan of g- getting someone out of the ring as soon as possible because <laughs> that's my favorite shit to do. Uh, Justin, what about you? Any favorite stages? I agree with you on those. I mean, like, except with the raft or... I mean, I've always also been a sucker for like uh, Coliseum like, arena type in any fighting game. Just because I always like the idea of just like tournament arcs. Um, I was I grew up with a lot of Dragon Ball, so I'm a sucker for tournament arcs. Uh, it brings me back to the uh, to actually Soul Blade that Coliseum. I I know it's very empty Coliseum, but I still love the way it looked, even like if it, it was back on the PS One. Like that shit still looked really nice. 
there was a stage that I liked. I can't recall the name, but uh, there was one where it was just like a lot of tall grass and it was switched between night and day in uh, Soul Blade. I, I kind of like that stage. Ooh, ooh, I, I don't remember the name either, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, because I, I, each round, if someone gets KO'd or knocked out, uh, it will instantly go to midday, then it will go to night on the last round, which is pretty cool visually to see how uh, there's like a time of day, time of night going on with it. Yeah, that was the stage where, uh, well, normally the game would take you whenever you uh, fight Rock. Yes, yes. It is indeed that one. And <laughs> I don't know if... It's Rock in later games. I just remember uh, there was another Axe dude, and he was in BDSM gear, and he had Axe, and I, I was like, Rock wasn't in Soul Calibur 2, I believe. I don't know. Correct me if wrong, but uh, anyone else on favorite stages? Yeah. I wanted to say my favorite stages in Soul Calibur 2 were... It was like this church area. Mm. And the library I found those to be like two of my favorites primarily because I was actually labbing Nightmare and Raphael in those particular stages alright so we're going to move on to uh, the big question here multiple choice but obviously uh, our favorite characters excluding guest characters because we have a question for that later on uh so yeah go ahead okay so uh i'm gonna separate between gameplay and um like story gameplay i love playing as nightmare ivy mr rookie the girl the umbrella i forget her name and well you said excluding guest characters so i'm not going to bring him up yet so i'm gonna leave it at, at those four as far as story is concerned like um it would be you know siegfried in no order by the way siegfried cassandra sophitia ivy and you know what? Uh, yeah, we'll be my last one. Who would be my last one? I'm not sure. I'll probably leave it at that then. I'll eventually probably go with Taki because uh, I love her so far. So Caliper for um thing. I'm going to say uh, I like Taki, Mitsurugi, Killick. Uh, there's someone else that I I like to play with that I I really forget about. Oh yeah, Maxi. And I, I think that's about it. Like also Nightmare. Nightmare is also really cool to play with because those head sweeps with his sword is ridiculous. And the fact that he was very, very strong in Soul Calibur 2, I was maining him a lot. I, I really love playing with Nightmare. I, I like the way he looks too. Just a corrupted black knight going around with a giant ass sword. It's it's so awesome to look at in motion. Uh as well as like Killick and doing the little pole tricks and, and hitting people with them. That's also cool to see visually as well. It's just all around great characters. You'll find someone with a unique flair one way or the other in Soul Calibur. That's how I feel about it. I, I would have said Nightmare though, but you have to be like specific with him because you now he is multiple characters technically, you know, because Seafree was on Nightmare, the iteration uh, 4 or whatever. <laughs> maybe maybe I, I would just say Siegfried Nightmare because of course he's going on that journey of he's now corrupted and he has to get through it. So I really like how they presented that when it first happened. I, I thought it was a nice uh, divergent character change or something he couldn't control. Yeah, for me, I probably will go with four nightmare. That's the one I um, uh, 
pretty, pretty much yeah, I invested in first. I'm, I'm pretty sure one. I'm pretty sure that one was um wasn't it um Ivy's dead? No, Ivy's dead. I was um so in Soul Calibur one, right? The um, nightmare in that one. I don't I remember. Um, think so. Yeah, Soul Calibur. The first Soul Calibur is like uh, kind of a blur to me, even though I played a little bit of it just now. Uh, but Rad, favorite characters to play with your mains. I I sort of juggled between this one as opposed to who was my favorite character then and who's my favorite character now because it it changed over time, except for Zhanghua. Zhanghua is the most fun character to play as, and to me, she is my favorite character. She's got this playful Chinese blade style where she does this really powerful dynamic move, and then she sort of pulls her sword back like she's taunting you, like a just kidding type thing. There's there's so much of that in her offense. Like she she wants you to play around with her. She wants you to try and counter her if you can, and then you pay the price. Like it's it's just a it's a fun style overall. My my grandest memory is when you sort of sidestep with Zhanghua and you're holding down forward. She does this like one two three vertical loop attack. Like, such good memories uh, beating up my friends as Zhanghua and Soul Calibur 2, so she's my favorite character. I don't think anyone on the roster uh, challenges her in that respect. Anyone else, Rabbit? Or you're done? Any honorable so, mentions? As I was going through the older games, I think my, I think my silver medal is Keelik. Uh, she, he, not as, like, obviously not as high as Jungla. It's Keelik because of the, just the fun factor. And the glow-up he got in Soul Calibur 6. Where you activate his special gimmick and suddenly he turns dark, brooding, evil type. He loses control of himself and he does this dynamic grab move. And uh, Keelik is so unexpectedly cool with the way he acts you just assume he's your normal generic everyman shonen protagonist but no Kaelic goes through some shit and his gameplay only gets better because of it okay understandable that that is a great answer also uh before i let nero go and justin after him uh fuck i forgot to mention huang and tira as honorable mentions for me so if i had any it would be those two because i enjoyed playing with them a lot but nero it is your turn favorite character well my favorite character is soul caliber 2 nightmare because he was really one of the first characters I actually learned how to play. I watched uh, Avoiding the Puddle to actually learn the character and learn how to spam his top five moves. For runner-ups, I would have to go with Raphael because I like his fighting style. It's more like defensive and parrying and stuff like that. Also, I would go with Astra. Big, cool, and he has like a nice axe. <laughs> I almost thought you said something else. <laughs> a nice axe. Yeah, we'll just leave it there, but 
Uh, Justin, it is your turn. Uh, so, like, in no real particular order, uh, just characters I've had fun playing with. Definitely say, uh, Siegfried, Mitsurugi, uh, Taki, uh, surprise, like, for a time, I'll definitely give a mention, like, to, at least when I first started playing SC6, uh, I don't know why, but somehow Fatia got me a good couple of wins here and there. Don't ask me how, it's just, I'm just like, fucking. I'm trying out everybody, let's see who jives. And y'all keep saying Nightmare, so what the hell else can I say? What else? I also keep saying Nightmare. Oh, shit. Hey, well, how about this, though? Your favorite iteration of Nightmare? No, I'm still going with two on that one. Because, you know, well, the, again, like everyone, else, like, well, okay, like about 90% of other people, the thing that really drew me to two was seeing Link playable in the GameCube version, so I eyes emojied all over that. Yeah, Nightmare is a respectable choice. Also, one more honorable mention for me, Grow. I, I, Grow growed on me uh, when I played Soul Calibur Six, and I, I, I thought he was a great new character uh, all around, so I like using him a lot. That pun was horrible. You should feel bad. <laughs> I know. Oh, uh, uh, I don't think I went. I don't think I went for characters. Go ahead, sir. Uh, okay. I'll keep my answer really brief. Uh, Siegfried is probably top three. Um, Siegfried, Zoslamel, and Setsuka. Siegfried, honestly, is just... I don't know, he's probably one of the coolest characters, at least in my opinion. Like, I honestly like him more than Nightmare, mostly because backstory. really like his gameplay and just general design. Zoslamel is just... Um, he's also really cool, too. You know, he's like a scythe wielder, and I kind of like it on Soul Calibur 6. They gave him, like, literally the ability to stop time. That's really neat. Um, Sezzy is also a really cool character as well. Yeah, like she's, um, I know her story. She's trying to go after Mitsurugi for killing her master, and she like basically stalks him and tries to like, um, you know, fight him. But yeah, I always do, um, I do like her like visual design. You know, she's like, um, what was it, uh, the geishas from Japan? Yeah, that's about it. Hmm, okay, so. Now it is time to go on the flip side, and this is our least favorite character to fight against in Soul Calibur. I'll let Brandon go first. Work? Ah, honestly, you know, I'm gonna be generic here. I'm gonna go with um, Elysium and Inferno. I just hate fighting these boss characters, dude. Just input read for days and just destroy your ass. Yeah, guys, and they're not fun to fight. But as far as common enemy concern. Uh, really enough, I don't like fighting um pirate guy Cervantes. Was it? Yes. Because he always been a menace to me in SoCal before. So I have yeah, those are my least character to fight against. I have to agree with Cervantes. He can be, especially in Soul Blade, he was very annoying, and also uh... Hawang in uh, Soul Calibur Six. He was very, very annoying to fight with his new tech and dragon kicks. And I was just like, how, how do I deal with this? I have no idea how to fight this guy now, even though I main him, he is very annoying to fight. Um, if I had one more honorable mention for annoying character, uh, I would say lizard man. Each time I fought Lizardman, it always ended up badly, and I don't know why, but I just cannot 
counter him properly. So there is my uh, least favorite characters done. Plus, he's a lizard, so I, I hate him by default. Um, Rad, it is your turn. I'm sorry about this one. I can't stand fighting Nightmare. <laughs> so it's mostly yeah, in... It's mostly that. in later Soul Calibur games where everybody's getting their nice little critical edge super move, and those are cool. Hey, what if one character's his super was a counter move in a game that absolutely likes aggression? I will either like I will either trigger that thing carelessly, or it's like it's it's fully chargeable, so it just sort of activates no matter what but to me nightmare is just so annoying like you can have your your maxis pressing 81 buttons in a single minute uh i can sort of deal with voldo's everything but to me uh fighting against nightmares online have always been my kryptonite uh, honorable mention to mitsurugi in Soul Calibur 4 because he has the worst low attack to like anticipate. No, yeah, you're right. He I can't count how many times yeah. his I can't count how many times his down back horizontal has gotten me. Respectable opinion. Respectable. Uh what about uh Andre? Least favorite person to fight? Uh I have a couple, so um okay. I don't like Fighting Nightmare, which I have to agree with you all. Like, I think he's really, um, he's really cheesy, especially in Soul Calibur 6, because, um, he was, like, top tier for a while. I think he still is in 6, just because of how, like, you know, broken this dude is. Um, another character I really don't like fighting is, uh, actually, you know what? Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever got to Night Terror in Soul Calibur 3, but, man... Man, oh man, oh man, Night Terror and Soul Calibur 3, it was, I want to say one of the most annoying boss fights ever in like a fighting game, because the thing is, too. I was actually going to bring him up if no one else did, so I'm glad someone else had the same thought. <laughs> oh, no problem. But, um, you can't ring him out. Like, if you try to ring him out, he'll actually fly out the ring. And I'm not kidding you, he's got an attack where he literally goes into the air and shoots like a big glass laser to you. Um, uh... He's got, like, moves that literally crumple your guard, like, break it, which is kind of weird. And, um, yeah, he's he's a pain in the ass to fight against. And um, and then one more is probably Algol, because, I mean, as cool as Algol is, why is he playable, man? Like, really playable boss? Cause guy shoots balls, like, purple. <laughs> shoots balls. Balls. Fun, though. Oh, balls. Yeah. yeah fun, though. I said I said it. Look, uh, no, but no, but Algol was kind of annoying to fight against, especially in Towers of Soul and Soul Calibur Four. That, uh, yeah, that was the worst. Yeah, yeah I'm done with that. Respectable, respectable. Uh, sorry, sorry. I had another. I had another moment of uh, traumatic stress. Uh, Soul Calibur Six. Has anyone ever fought an Aswell player? Hmm. I have not. He's he's this prick who has who basically has both Soul Caliber and Soul Edge, and he really doesn't play like anyone else on the roster. Just uh, 
I don't even I don't even feel like it because I'll just go on and on. Just I'll just throw Oswell on there of annoying characters to fight against. Uh, uh, Rad Rad is Oswell the wizard looking dude? Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Uh, yeah. I uh I don't remember him too well, but all I remember was like he can like summon all these weapons, kind of like Noctis from Final Fantasy. Like he's got like all these like weapons he can summon, and um. Yeah, he was, like, really cheesy to fight against. Eh. Anyone else on annoying characters to fight against? I'm gonna be all with the boss characters. I mean, they're just annoying, period. I don't like dealing with them. They break the rules of the game. Well, we have to follow the rules. Like... They just need to get that ass banned. Honestly. Inferno sucked. Soul Calibur 2. That boss got me a lot. Three phases, man. Oh my god. Uh, Justin, what what about you? I'm going straight with the boss characters, but again, special mention once again goes to Night Terror because really, you you want to talk about breaking the rules of the game. It's like, lol, I have wings. I can fly. You can't ring me out, bitch. I'm also a big fucking hunk of a target with a large sword. How do you feel about dying because I decided to laser you? This I've heard, I, I've heard of cheating bastard AI in games, but this is something. It's like he was trying to... Oh, it's, he was trying to be the next... I, I can never remember his name from Street Fighter 3, but he's like he was trying to be him. Gil? Yeah, in terms of cheating bastard levels. He shakes hands with Azazel from Tekken 6, and he's like, you are my brother. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) And they also shake hands with pretty much every SNK final boss known to man. Oh, God. If we ever do a podcast on King of Fighters or SNK, every boss is going to get put on that list. (laughs) I have a feeling. Like the moment you start debating who's the worst, you just um debate on which rock is bigger type of deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh but we're gonna move on to uh guest characters. So Soul Calibur is known for uh guest characters since the second one, and we're gonna talk about our favorites in this department. So who wants to go first? No, I forget I'll take the stand again. Sure. Uh, my favorite one is my bias one is Kratos himself. He is a hell of a lot fun to play in Broken Destiny. Yeah, that was him. He was in what SoCal and Mortal Kombat, like back to back. So like, damn, this guy's been busy. This man was a hot uh, commodity. I I I played that game recently, and playing as Kratos, that was the first person I picked. <laughs> Uh, for other characters, though, honestly, as honorable mentions, I give it to you know Star Killer, Ezreal, and Tobi. Tobi was a menace when she first came out, but she's like toned down just a bit. But yeah, like, it's crazy how they incorporate her Musa from her own game into the freaking um into um SoCal. Same thing for Ezreal. Like he had like nothing going for him, but they incorporated him pretty damn well in SoCal profile. Anyone else on this question? Kaneki is going to kill me if I don't bring up this character. Haomaru in Soul Calibur 6. Absolutely my favorite guest character. And he is enhanced by another one of Soul Calibur's defining features, Create a Soul. 
because you could take the the Howl Maru and turn him into my actual Samurai Showdown main, Rasetsu Maru, who's just basically a Dark Howl Maru. But all the all the authenticity that the development team of Six did to try to make Howl Maru as close as they could to how he is in Samurai Showdown. That that's like that hits me right here. Like like the the fact that they stuck in his, uh, his what do you call it his attack where he just sort of moves in and the screen sort of turns red like that type of attack like he's so fun to play as in terms of guest characters I wanted a few recall a couple of years ago I was I was campaigning to get Nakaruru in this game, in this series, but Haomaru was a close second, and I'm glad that he got to shine as bright as he did in 6. Alright, it is your turn, Justin. Who's your favorite guest character? Oh, that that is certainly a loaded question. I will say, uh, I mean, gameplay-wise, I will definitely say 2B. I wouldn't know how to tell you. I actually really should have Played a little bit myself before starting, but hey, what can you do? I had a lot going on. Uh, but in terms of like impact, because he didn't play very well at all in SC two, but impact wise, I I'd definitely say Link, because like again, even if he didn't really play very well in SC two, just him getting in and the amount of well detail they put into everything especially if you see like his alternate weapons they put a freaking lot of tlc into his inclusion in soul caliber 2 and it certainly helped when in boosting the like you know the reputation of that game and everything because when you go back to se2 what do people usually talk about first more than likely you're gonna be hearing about link's inclusion all right, so I, I still see no Heihachi love in the chat, so I'm just going to skim right past that. <laughs> I, I didn't play Heihachi first, man, so I, I can comment. I didn't play that version. It, it just goes to show the, the strong amount of guests the series got when Heihachi's not even a factor. Yeah. I play a lot of Devil Gen, so that's about it. I, I do remember that they had a Gen Soul or a Mishima Soul uh, in the series, so you could just make your own uh, Mishima after that. Uh, but I, I will say, uh, people that I liked, Spawn, a uh, huge comic book nerd, so of course I'm going to go with Spawn. He was cool to see in Soul Calibur. Plus, it, it was just cool when you saw him on the Xbox like cover, and, and it was that red insignia and hue on top of it. I thought that was pretty badass. Uh, then there's The Witcher, of course. I, he's my main in Soul Calibur 6, and I use him a lot in the beta as well as the main game. I, I thought he was cool to play with and do the runic summons and just overall badass I, I like when he falls off the stage he says what the hell and then he falls into the water that's that's always funny uh then there's vader it needs it needs no introduction is star wars vader is a badass and uh the fact that he can just throw people off the stage like nothing with the emperor throw is one of the defining traits in the game uh, and the last one is Starkiller. I, I really liked the idea of Force Unleashed, so them introducing him 
into the mix as well kind of got me excited I'm, I'm not going to lie um of course it's funny they just call him the apprentice <laughs> i still don't know why they do that even though his name is star killer was there a reason for that i don't think like um i think so caliber 4 came out before for something so i don't think it did it did it did, did actually oh okay yeah. so like yeah i don't think his name was uh out there yet until the game was out okay but still, that was just seeing him in the game was kind of cool. And uh, I like this move as well because they felt very unorthodox. And I, I liked that for the character. It, it really showed that he was, you know, still getting his stripes, uh, whether he would be, you know, a Sif later on and stuff like that. Sarkel uh, was honestly a menace, though, with his AI in the game. He's he's one of my honorable mentions for people uh, that I don't like fighting against in that game because he kicked my ass so many times in arcade mode I can't even count. Right, like not even Vader's that hard. That's saying a lot. Yeah, it, it was night and day when fighting Vader and then fighting him. I lost more to him than Vader. It's like goddamn, dude. Like Jesus. Uh, but anyone else on favorite guest characters? Uh, sure, I'll go. Uh, um. Since you guys listen to a lot of them, uh, but I'm a simple man. I'll probably go with Vader because uh, Vader was actually the reason I bought Soul Calibur Four because at the time, um, I was I was still kind of a Star Wars fan. I was watching like a lot of you know, the Clone Wars cartoon when it came out on Cartoon Network, and I was like, "Oh, Vader's in this game. Maybe I should play it." And um, he's really fun to play as, like you know, just force choking people, doing the Emperor throw, <laughs> all that. He's a really fun character. Um, I really like Ezio a lot. I think um, for all Soul Calibur V's flaws, Ezio was one of the best things to come out of that game. Like, everything from, like, his gameplay and, like, just, the, um, you know, the way they handle, like, his moves and animations. And I also think it's really nice how they brought in, like, his theme from Assassin's Creed 2, the rooftop theme. That's also cool. And uh, I believe that's about it. Yeah, you guys pretty much said what everything <laughs> anyone else before we move on to the next question well i like to say yoda oh man this man is small hitbox uh <laughs> being an asshole to other assholes is funny but i hate it when someone's being that asshole to me oh yeah i just heard the nightmare stories of him being very hard to hit yeah, it's pretty yeah, crazy. It's impossible to hit. Like all anything you can do is lows, and I think mediums. If you try to do a high, GGs. Oh, oh, that's pretty bad. Damn it! It's like just knocked out a good couple of your options right there. It's like good luck. Uh, you couldn't throw him either. Yoda was the only character in the game you couldn't throw. GLHF. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. It's cool. It's cool. All right, so I guess if no one else has any answers on this, we can move on to the next question. Going once, going twice. Soul to the Yoda in green, who I despise because he's a midget. All right, so we are going to talk about favorite and least favorite modes or features in the Soul Calibur series. Examples include Weapon Master Mode. Uh, Soul Calibur 3 had a more interactive story, create a soul armor damage or guest characters it's, it's a lot of features to go through but any features worth noting as your favorite or least favorite who wants to go on this i'll go first good 
I do like the creative soul mode because of how hilarious it really is. And how how much you control people with it really. The guest characters are second best because they've introduced like some some characters that I have looked into, like Spawn. I played a couple of his games. I've yet to play Armageddon. Uh, I've heard, I've looked at some of the comments on YouTube and stuff like that. So Spawn was an interesting pick, and I haven't really played Soul Calibur Three Story that much. So it was just like a lot of that stuff was pretty interesting. I think they should try that for a newer title. Which is probably a later question. Um, anyone else on this one? Create a soul. Uh, in Soul Calibur Four, I spent so many hours on that motherfucker because I was, uh, I was friends with a lot of people who played Four, and so if there was an anime out there, if there was a video game character, you could create that character and you could take it online with you. I owe so much of my Soul Calibur 4 playtime to how how authentic could I make my Fire Emblem character? How authentic could I make this uh, particular character from an anime look? I ran into so many Ichigos, so many Sephiroths. Uh, it's 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 just it's just to me it's the signature dish of the entree that is Soul Calibur 4. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree. I think that uh, even though I did not have a lot of time to delve into it, I think Create a Soul is that marquee and diverse mode where people can go in and, and, and make their own fantasy, make their own character, and just take them and fight with them or fight with her. And I, I, I do like the fact that they also just make it easy by saying, hey, if you want to access any of the moves from the previously established characters, you can do that, mix and match. And I, I appreciate even some of the styles I've seen where people will fight barehanded. Uh, it gives a little bit of variety to the game. So that is 100% a great addition that they made in the series. I also do like Weapon Master mode. I, I think it's a nice tiny grindy rpg sort of thing where you can get like new equipment and just go through it with the missions that they give you and it gives you a little bit of it gives you basically a little bit of stuff to do in the process so it is something that is not just your typical run-of-the-mill we'll just do arcade mode and that'll be it uh i, I do like that you get equipment in the process so that's pretty nice to see um Let's see, if I'll go, um, yeah, I'd probably have to go to Weapon Master mode and, uh, Creosol. Like, um, I think, like, um, I'd say two and four are my most played Soul Calibers, mostly, two mostly because of Weapon Master mode and Soul Calibur four, like, I remember I used to spend, like, what was it, hours and hours just creating characters and fighting against my little sister and actually some of my friends, too. It was always fun. Yeah. If I turned it on the flip side and I had something that I hated, I would say it is the interactive Soul Calibur 3 story mode. I played this for a little bit before this podcast. 
and it is not the greatest. Uh, one of the things that I noticed is that the AI is not only hard, but there is these quick time events where if you don't react in like a split second, I would say a nanosecond, you take damage and you go into the fight and you will be at half health. So, uh, it's not that great. <laughs> and, and, and the thing is, they tell you the command prompts on like guard or whatever. It, it will say G instead of the X button or circle or anything like that. And it'll be in white and it'll make it a little bit, you know, hard to really tell what button is what in a fast amount of time. Uh, I've taken plenty of damage during certain fights. I remember getting completely stomped by that guy with the giant scythe and it was not fun. This is not a good time, but I enjoyed the gameplay. Just not that mode. Are you talking about uh, Tales of Souls from Soul Calibur 3? Yes. Yes. Uh, actually, no, I, I do like Tales of Souls, but um, yeah, there are points where it can be really cheesy. Like some of the secret fights are like really annoying. And um, like if you want to fight Night Terror, you actually have to like get a lot of like a big perfect streak of wins. Like you can't lose at all. And your and I think your reward for it is literally fighting Night Terror. It's um, I mean, you get a lot of gold if you do it, but at the same time, it's like it's not worth it. <laughs> it's yeah, Soul Gapper 3's AI is um, it's really cheesy, like to an insane degree. It's cool as a concept that they wanted to introduce a more interactive arcade mode, but the problem is that when they do those quick time event things. It is so friggin' fast that I swear to God, I'm like, and I've played like games that had like tons of quick time events before, like RE4, RE6, where they're like, they will come at you, but that one is just a nanosecond. So I, I felt like I don't even have a chance to react to it before I get hit. Uh, it's, it's one of the things that they could have fleshed out a little bit more, but it's whatever. Like I said, it, I can see people having fun with it, but I can also see uh, getting hit all the time is a little bit frustrating if you aren't fast enough. So it is what it is. It, there is a lot to appreciate in terms of most that they brought over, but that's how I feel about it, to be honest. Anyone else? I'm going to still be vanilla and say create a soul, but I like it when fighting games have a cre character creation mode because when they really put their minds to it, it can be very in-depth. You can... For better and for worse, oh, create a lot of good shit. I've actually seen the really creative things, like the actual legitimate creative things that people can do with Creative Soul over the years. I love what they can do with it. I love the people they make with it. I love how you can even, like in, in the case of Soul Calibur 6 especially, how you can even edit already existing characters and even change their appearance. You know, give give yourself a little, like, you know, personalization there. Like, I love that. And I can see that Capcom. I heard that Capcom took notes for Street Fighter Six, so I can't wait to see oh, how that. Yeah, 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 he did. He did. Well, I can't wait for that. If, if you want to talk about true monstrosities, we see that walking around too in Street Fighter Six. 
Oh, God. <laughs> well, hey, that's a sign that how you know you made a really in-depth character creators when oh, when much. people try really hard enough, they can create some of the best things you'll ever see, but at the same time, the same person can also create the worst things you'll ever see. Yeah, we, we talked about it in chat. Like, first, it was create a cock. Not create a soul, just create a cock, because some people did that. <laughs> and then in Street Fighter Six, we saw someone walking around, and his body mass was like a literal potato. I'm not kidding you. Some of the things you give people, it could be the greatest thing in the world for a replication, and it could be an absolute disaster. I mean, hey, credit to pro wrestling games for essentially popularizing the concept, especially. Oh yeah, absolutely. Look at it this way. I mean, if you have, I mean, if you have any enemies out there, you can just make them in the in the game, but just make them look really ridiculous and goofy. <laughs> yeah, more more creative soul. I look forward to beating up your potato. <laughs> Anyone else on this one before we move on? Yeah, it was a number nine. Yeah, we're on number nine right now. Uh, least favorite or favorite mode or whatever. Uh, no, yeah, and you, everyone said it, it's creative soul, right? Like, literally, it became fashion souls. Literally, I spent more time in the freaking, um, you know, creative character thing than I do, um, actually fighting and uh, most of the caliber games that I played. It's just so in depth and fun. But uh, honorable mention will go to, like, say, armor damage, though, because it is goofy at the same time to break someone's armor and it turned, they were just wearing, like, a bikini or something. It's a little off-putting, though, but it's funny. I, I like the, um, the little detail of them actually having uh, armor damage. I noticed that, too. Like, when I was fighting Misurugi, when I fought him enough, his entire armor was gone, like, at the end of the match. Yeah, he's wearing a Fudoshi or whatever. <laughs> Fudoshi, <laughs> like Heihachi, or oh man, that bring back nightmares from uh, it brings back nightmares from Tekken Four, and I don't, I don't think we want to remember that. Uh, yeah, at least it's not a horse cock, right? <laughs> oh god, man, I don't know why people, man, that was weird. The with Valdo, man, Valdo had it. It was the Valdo model. I remember that because it crawled around just like him, and then it started humping the air. I was like, why do people do this, man? <laughs> Man, at the time though, I didn't laugh at it though, but now I could just laugh at its absurdity. It's just so dumb. People can actually do this. It's like Jesus Christ, man. Oh well, we we got humping in the air souls, so there's that. Now we move on to the next question. If Namco decided to bring Soul Calibur back after the failings of Soul Calibur Six and and what went on with some things with that, what would you like to see? again what would you like to see revived or how would you like to see them go forward with sequels features stuff like that uh truth be told i want them to retell soul Calibur 2 again but add a little another twist to it because they technically did that with um six within this retelling soul Calibur one but honestly like just keep the same core foundation they had already you know the usual suspects but do not add in gimmick mechanics like do not add in reversal age please just let us have a straightforward combat like Soul Calibur is always known for. If you want to mix things up, fine, but do not do like that rock, paper, scissors shit. I so, agree. Like, if there's examples like Tekken, like look at Tekken evolves this gameplay over the years, right? The core foundation is still the same though, but they had to look a little something, something to spice it up, right? Not like this, no, that dumb shit in um, Soul Calibur 6. I agree. If they make 7, then. Uh, that gimmicky mode cannot exist. I, I would just prefer back to basics. 
tighten it up and honestly make it the best that you can while also refining what was there and bring back what people love create a soul weapon master all them things that we talked about guest characters and make the best game possible sometimes you have to go back to the drawing board before you succeed and that's what they should do with soul caliber 7 as for other things that i want back i kind of want soul caliber 2 to be remastered and put on modern consoles could i have that and people can have that on switch and play it and and current consoles and that'd be amazing because that game is really really good Hell, a remaster collection would even work because then you could bring back the older games, put them on the market for a newer audience, and honestly, that would be cool because more people would get into the series that way. Oh yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Making me hella one like a like similar thing to the original Soul Blade. Oh yeah. If only just a remaster that fucking opening. I still can't get over just how good it is, even still to this day. No, I'm glad you mentioned that. Truth be told, I think they should just make it Soul Edge 2 or Soul Blade 2, whatever they want to call it. I think they should just call it Soul Edge. Uh, that way, like, at least it could do something, let's say, a little different from Soul Calibur. At least you could justify it being different. Because uh, correct me if I'm wrong, though, isn't like Soul Edge, like, dramatically speaking, much more darker than Soul Calibur is the sequel? Um, from the looks of it, or at least from what I've seen, because I, I haven't played Soul Edge. I've seen all the endings, though, and I've read some of the synopsis. Um, yeah, because, um, yeah, from the looks of it, because, um, I think, like, what Ren brought up earlier about Huang's ending, where he, like, turns into a monster and just kills everyone, um, that would be really interesting if, like, do, like, a remake of Soul Edge and just, but, like, you know, have that same story, but just, you know, redone, but with, like, uh, the later games, like, mechanics. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like that it, just showed more of the effects of what would happen if people got their hands on the soul edge and that was a prime example i i think if they remade it though that'd be nice as well i wouldn't mind that it'll give them the opportunity to spruce up what was essentially the first entry in the series so they yeah that that's a good idea i like that Anyone else on um things they want to see for Soul Calibur as a series? What they could bring back, remaster, make as a sequel? No, going once, going twice. Anyone else? What the? Okay, as soon as, soon as I turn around, I just see Voto's Voto's penis OP as the title for Soul Calibur Five. Wow. Why? Just why? just why oh man <laughs> yeah i don't really have anything that soul caliber could just kind of do just a general back to basics game no real gimmicks focus on refining the movement of the characters focus on keeping as many classic characters as you can don't, don't give us don't give us it's this character but new hip and young <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I I think they could warrant new, new characters did not stick. Yes, yeah. lightning did not strike twice. Yeah, you could warrant new blood. The Soul Calibur two obviously did it, but it seems like it did not work that well for five. Yeah, yeah I think six did it a lot better too with the new blood. So like, you could yeah, have new characters without no 
exiting out the other ones. Like, I don't have any problem with new characters, like new styles, but don't, don't, take so an, don't take an old character and make a new, less cool character out of them. Yes. I think that's the prime example they really need to learn from. But otherwise, I wouldn't change too much. Uh, refine the shit out of Create a Soul because yep. a lot of what you did in six was recycled from five. I just want more parts. I just want more customization. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Like, that's about it. Fair enough. So, we're going to move on to the final question of the night for the Soul Calibur podcast. It's been pretty fun, but we're going to talk about ranking all the games that we've played and. Uh, sorting out the best from the worst. So who wants to go first? I'll I'll take care of this one really quick. Soul Calibur 2 at the tippy top. Uh, it is an untouchable masterpiece from top to bottom. Then the first Soul Calibur game, which I eventually went back and played through the Xbox 360 port, and it holds up spectacularly. Not as good as 2, but just as classic and just as respected. The rest of it where is where it gets kind of dicey. I would actually put Soul Calibur 4 in third place because it, it added a lot more extra landmarks, uh, mostly online play, mostly a refinement of Create a Soul. And from there, I think I would put 6 below 4 because despite Reversal Edge being a thing, as far as the single player goes, Six really tried. Like, every character had their own story. Your created character could technically have his own story, his or her own story. And uh, I, uh, I haven't played Broken Destiny enough to rate it, so that's why it's not there. The less we speak of the Wii game, the less we speak of the free-to-play game, so they're not no, getting ranked. <laughs> That was my most Soul Calibur experience, five experience ever. Uh, um, I know, I, I technically own a copy of Soul Blade, but I don't think I've... Uh, I, I would actually put it below six. I think despite everything Soul Blade is today, I don't think it has aged particularly well. The opening has, it's still a banger. But otherwise, uh, I would much rather play other Soul Calibur games than Soul Calibur 3 because, you know, fuck that memory card bug. It's why I avoided its uh, specialty mode, which I'm already, which I'm already blanking on its name. Like, it's, like, it's like a four-phrase thing, I'm sorry. And then Soul Calibur 5 is at the absolute bottom because in a world where... Bandai Namco had their their privileged child that was Tekken Tag Tournament 2. And don't get me wrong, Tekken Tag 2 is what it is, but the quality of that game is at the expense of Soul Calibur 5 and it shows. Yeah. I love that game though, but yeah, it does show. Alright. Alright, that's my ranking out of the way. Hmm. My ranking is probably very similar to Rad. Although I would put Broken Destiny a little bit beyond the first one, if I were to pick, because that game is a very well-rounded Soul Calibur game on portable systems. I, I, I thought that it kind of shocked me how surprising that quality was. 
so I, 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 I definitely think that it is better than at least the first one and Soul Calibur 3. 3 does have some cool gameplay, but it is marred by very lackluster modes and uh, they tried to make up for it with a more extravagant story and i get it but at the same time i just don't like how cheap the ai is in that game compared to other soul caliber games i i think that's when it got really really unfair so it, it was in my slight experience it felt like a slight chore to play and that's why i would still rank it the way it is just put broken destiny above it and it'll be fine Sorry to interrupt. Chronicles of the Sword was the mode I was thinking of. Like it, it had a nasty glitch that could actually corrupt your save. Ooh, and that's somehow that is a still a better game than five. That yeah, is that I never played Soul Calibur three. But I guess I yeah. I guess if my leg was pulled, I would sandwich Broken Destiny in between four and six because it is an admirable PSP porch, but it's just the modes are kind of empty compared to the original Soul Calibur four. I just kind of play it once in a while because it's the one with Kratos in it, but it kind of has nothing else going on. Mm -hmm. What about you, Bren? Um, yeah, aside from like most, like right at point out though, Broken Destiny by all intents and purposes is just Soul Calibur 4 on the go. So I'm just gonna like put it in like the point five area between four and um and um that game. So yeah, four number one, then um Soul Calibur two, uh Soul Calibur six. Admittedly, despite the fact that you know the first age is kind of ass though, like the game itself is still pretty damn amazing, right? Absolutely. Uh, support. On um halfway, but no, it's still it's still a fantastic game. Uh, I never played three, so I'm not gonna rank that one. Um, SoCal um one, then Soul Calibur five, and Soul Edge is at the bottom because well, uh, that game didn't age well. To be quite honest with you, but yeah, Soul Calibur five is ass, but at least it's you know pretty refined for the most part. You can at least you pick it up and play it at a high at a frame rate, you know. So that's my record. All right, Nero, it's your turn. Nero? Well, this man is dead, so we just yeah, skip Jim. to Justin. Uh, <laughs> All right, I don't really have like ranking of numbers, but I just, I will say that in terms of the lowest i will only put that at five just because yes as much as the very first one didn't age very well here's the thing about five to me is that in the end of the day it still had a lot of potential that was incredibly squandered by several different factors and it could have been so much more and while it does have some more refined mechanics compared to Soul Blade, it still nearly killed the franchise because of a hell of a lot of mismanagement. And I can't really recommend 5 to anyone, especially nowadays. But I will put, uh, I will definitely put, say, like, 2, especially in a very high regard. Because that one, at least to me, still holds up a hell of a lot, even to this day. Regardless of whichever console version you play, just for whichever guest character you prefer. Oh yeah, uh, I I don't think we touched base on that, but 
it, it whatever version you played a soul caliber 2 i felt like you had a good time involved like even if heihachi is probably the less hype one i i still think it, it was just overall all around fun for everybody no matter which version they got for consoles i i, I thought that was a great time oh hell yeah all right andre it is your turn rank the series in your opinion from top to bottom uh okay i will take this okay uh i'm not gonna include soul edge or soul caliber because one uh i i didn't really play soldier that much and i never played soul caliber because uh i don't have like a dreamcast but to go on my ranking soul caliber 2 um soul caliber 2 is number one Number two, I want to say Soul Calibur 4. Um, I, Soul Calibur, like I said, um, the reason why it's number two is because it was the when I got into Soul Calibur, and I had a lot of great memories through the game and really had a lot of fun. So, yeah, um, and after that, uh, Soul Calibur 6 is number three. It, like I said, it's a... It's a great game. I think it does a lot of things right, but like I said, the lack of support killed it, and, you know, the online wasn't the greatest, but, you know. Uh, and finally, number four is Soul Calibur 3. Uh, what is it? It's got a lot of fun modes, but it's really janky, and gameplay is just not the greatest. And then finally, at the bottom of Soul Calibur 5, which is pretty obvious, um, 5 nearly killed the series, despite Despite having like a pretty solid character editor and admittedly fun gameplay, I'm gonna be honest. That story mode, uh, it's garbage. It sucks. But yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much my ranking of all the games. Yeah. Nero, are you back? No, he has shuffled off on this Soul Calibur call. So, Rad, did you have anything to say before we sign out? Overall, ready. Oh well. <laughs> Sorry, I, I it's Soul Calibur two so good. I, it's just a lot of the cheesy quotes kind of stick with me. Everything Yoshimitsu says, where it's like this, this is a lot of the character for me. It's like you have Yoshimitsu with like <laughs> he he's not he's not just this quiet tech himself. He's like just generally cheesy heaven's net is wide yet lets nothing through type voice i i always thought that was strange that this yoshimitsu from tekken crossed over into soul caliber at first i was thinking are they even the same character because it i don't know how it fits but is that true that both of them are technically the same or is that an ancestor <laughs> I'm going to generally assume ancestor slash Easter egg. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. It was never specifically confirmed, but uh, yeah, it's, I think it's more coincidental. Like, hey, we have two of the same characters in two different series. You know, hey, hey. Yeah, it's, it's not the first time that games have done that before, at least for fighting games. But it's kind of cool to see. It was just one of those things where it's like, oh. This is, this is the same Yoshimitsu from Tekken, or am I tripping, or is this like a homage or something? I was like, I don't know. But it's cool. I, I did like it when they presented that. 
But we are going to sign out on the Soul Calibur podcast. It was pretty fun to talk and reminisce about a series that is also equally good as Tekken, in my opinion, that really brought a lot of fun to the table. Um, Once again, we're going to do our social media outros and plug ourselves. And the first person I'll start with is Rat Rat. Of course. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Rad Rad, and you can find my YouTube channel, Rad Rad's Rad Games, where I'm trying to play through as many Capcom fighting games as I can before Street Fighter VI comes out. Next up is Brendan. Uh, <clears throat> uh, you can catch me on Twitter uh, and Mortal Brendel. Uh, I have a link tree in there, I think, somewhere. Yeah, you can follow my other socials there. Hey, I catch you on another podcast. But where are the horses? Uh, a horse cock, uh, apparently, according to that. Next up is Nero. Unless he is still dead. Yes, yes, he's still dead. His planet needed him. <laughs> I have to go. My planet needs me. Nero was seriously wounded, but the soul still burns. <laughs> where you can find him on Twitter at King Nero Barrage. That's where you can find him. His links will be in the description. Justin, it is your turn. Outro yourself, good sir. You can find me on Twitter at Inferno Dragon 3D and on Twitch and YouTube at Inferno Dragon 343. Andre, where can we find you? Uh, sorry, yeah. Uh, like I said, sorry for coming a bit late to this podcast, but um. You can find me at Twitter, Andre B. Venom, and um, I'll, I'm also on YouTube, which I actually just recently uploaded a video of playing Overwatch some buddies. But yeah, I honestly had a fun time with this podcast tonight and cannot wait for more fighting game discussions in the future with you guys. And you can find me on YouTube at Renegade Operative. You can find me on Twitch at Renegade underscore Operative. I will be doing some stuff on Death Space Remake. Uh, I have a review plan for that game as well as a review plan for the original. I might just combine the two since it's more interesting that way and see how that goes. Uh, as for fighting game discussions in the future, well, clearly Street Fighter 6 is coming and that's going to be interesting as well as Tekken 8, but today when they talked about Tekken 8, they were like, oh, we have uh, nothing close to a release date. So uh, you just get this new gameplay right here. But it looks fun. Uh, whenever that comes out, we will be definitely talking about that too. So we are signing out for the Infinite Ammo Syndicate. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. And once again, take care of yourselves. Later. The legend uh, will never die. <laughs> uh, yeah, Immortals never die either.